This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Good afternoon, everybody. It is Sunday afternoon, September 10th, 2023. And you may be asking the question, Vince, Vince, today is a very significant day in your life. Why, why are you doing a podcast? Well, there is a reason for that. Yes, today is a very, very significant day in my life. As today, I have been married 40 years, 4-0 years, bro. To my amazing wife, Amy. And we had been out since about 9.30 this morning. And we came home at about 3.30-ish. So we had a full day so far. We went out to a great, great, great breakfast in, in Boulder at the uh, the Buff, which is a great, great, great breakfast joint. Uh, we walked around Boulder a little bit. Did a little shopping um, then, you know, Amy was getting tired. So we came home. She is taking a nap and you know me, bro. Thanks to Vince McMahon. There are no sick. There is no napping. There is no sleeping. So while she's taking a nap and perhaps we'll go out to dinner or something later, I said, you know what? Let me be productive. I'm going to jump on, man, and I am going to do a glass onion. So I am not neglecting my wife whatsoever. I'm just letting her have a little respite. Is that what you say, bro, respite? I don't think I've ever used that word before. I'm going to let her have a little respite, and then maybe we'll go get a little dinner or something in a little while. Uh, It's going to be a busy week this week, guys. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you, man. Penelope's on my mind. She's got to get a second eye surgery on um, Friday for a different issue. But I really hope that this uh, surgery um, solves her eye issues once and for all. She's been having eye issues, man, since she's a pup. And I'm hoping that this one um, solves the issue once and for all. But, you know, man, you, you guys know how it is with pets. Just very, very nervous about you know, them putting her under and, you know, having a cut on her and stuff like that. I don't even want to think about it. Let's get today's show. You know, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm constantly thinking like, can you be a big shot? Can you be a big deal? Is it possible to be a somebody and not have an ego? Is that possible? I'd like to think, bro, that while I was wor- working across the board at all three companies, I'd like to think that I didn't have an ego because I don't think I did. But I'm not talking about my level. I am talking about like superstar level. Like, can you be a, a uh, you know, a Tom Brady uh, or can you be a Tom Cruise and like not have an ego? Can you be a Beyonce? Can you be a Rihanna and not have an ego? I don't even know if it's possible, guys. So, like, unless you've ever been at that level, it's really, really, really hard to say. But 
Man, we have seen some people at that level go off the deep end, and we have really seen, uh, you know, their ego get the best out of them. Now, guys, if you remember this man from a couple of years ago, remember everybody thought Ellen DeGeneres was the nicest, greatest person in the world, bro, until her employees broke kayfabe and it came out by several, several, several of her employees that uh, Ellen DeGeneres was just a horror to to work with, bro. This came out years ago. You know, since then, her show had been canceled. But we we really learned about this fun-loving woman who appeared and came across our television screens as everybody's best friend, just a, a loving heart and a loving soul. And then we found out she was an absolute terror to work for. Um, and, you know, bro, like the only thing I can compare it to on a personal level is working for Vince McMahon. And I, I've said this many times, bro. I don't, I don't really think Vince had an ego. Um, I think there were two things with Vince. I think, number one, bro, he was an absolute workaholic, and he expected you to work just as hard as he did, put in as many hours as he did. Um, but the only problem, bro, was it wasn't your company. It was his company. It wasn't your company. So, you know, bro, you had a life out, outside of work. You know, you had other things that you wanted to do. You had a family. You had a wife and kids. So it was absolutely, uh, he was absolutely different. So number one, he was a workaholic. Number two, he, he liked people fearing him. He kind of got off on people being intimidated by him. He kind of got off on that. And I'm not saying, bro, he really pressed the issue to make people afraid of him. There was just an aura around him where you just feared him, bro. I, I saw it when people stepped in an elevator with him, bro. They were scared to death, man. They would look straight ahead and not even look at him. And, and he loved that. He absolutely loved that. Um, but I, I got to be honest with you. I, I, I don't know if I'd necessarily say he had a huge ego. Um, People feared him, but it was kind of all like a smokescreen. It was like they created this folklore of Vince McMahon. And, you know, the, the Vince that I knew, like, I was just never afraid of that guy. Um, but, you know, like I said, absolutely a workaholic. That's what made it difficult to work for him. Because like I said, man, he expected the same out of you. And that meant that you had to give him your life on a silver platter. And some people do. And if some people choose to do that, that's fine. I chose not to do that after five years. So I, 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 would, not, I would not label Vince McMahon an egomaniac. But however, bro, a story very, very, very similar to Ellen DeGeneres 
has now broken. And bro, this is not a new story. There have been rumblings about this story for years. And now, bro, it has seemed to come out on the surface. Now, bro, you can go all the way back to an article. This is Cinema Blend. That's the website I'm on. You can go all the way back to May 18th, 2017, because, bro, they've been talking about it for this long. And this article was by Nicholas Anthem. And the uh, the uh, headline of the article is, does Jimmy Fallon have a drinking problem? Here's what he says. So keep in mind, guys, this is over six years ago. So there were a lot of allegations and a lot of murmuring and a lot of rumors and a lot of hearsay that Jimmy Fallon's had a drinking problem for a very long time. You guys can even remember, man, there was a, a, a stint on The Tonight Show where he cut his hand really badly and it was just some lame-ass excuse where you knew that there was more to it than beat the ice, than meets the ice. So back in 2017, when this question was getting raised, what did Jimmy Fallon say back then? A funny man, Jimmy Fallon is not afraid to admit he partakes in alcohol sometimes. In fact, the 42-year-old uh, night host often plays drinking games with celebrity guests on The Tonight Show. However, now is cl- clarifying. Un- however, Fallon now is clarifying unfunny claims. His life is unmanageable because of his drinking habits. Although there was speculation that the late night talk show host had trouble with alcohol when he injured himself a few times in recent years, he has now spoken out, noting, I could never do a day-to-day job if I were drinking every night. That's just kicking you when you're down. The comment appears on the heels of reports Fallon has been slipping in the ratings compared to his now greatest late-time contender, Stephen Colbert. In the interview with the New York Times, Fallon responds to other critical, uncomfortable topics before addressing rumors he might have a drinking problem. Now, guys, you got to understand, whether he has a drinking problem or not, there is a lot of pressure, bro. In the position he's in, bro, you say ratings don't matter. People actually are going to tell you that it's bullshit, bro. In his world, ratings mean everything, bro. So we're talking about uh, him slipping here to uh, Stephen Colbert, which, of course, is going to bring on stress. Taking Jimmy Fallon at his word, we can count him among other talk show hosts such as Ellis DeGeneres, who have reached the top of their games but happen to enjoy drinking, at least on occasion. At the same time, there have been whispers that Fallon, like DeGeneres, had had accidents and sustained injuries because he was inebriated. 
An accident while drinking does not constitute a drinking problem. However, it could be a cause for concern uh, if a pattern arises. As it turns out, news of Jimmy Fallon's hard partying was bege- uh, ways began simmering years ago when he endured several injuries in 2015. We're going, we're going eight years back now, bro. Fallon stumbled in his house and almost lost a finger as a result. Months later, he allegedly tried to open a bottle of gel with his teeth and chip one. The media questioned if Fallon had been drunk during those incidents. Then Fallon fell on the street while holding a bottle of Jorgemeister and he sliced open his hand. Most recently, people in New York reported seeing the former Saturday Night Live actor visiting bars night after night in January. These rumors have never been substantiated and they've been wholly denied by NBC and now Fallon himself. It's not uncommon for the media to question the behaviors of celebrities. Just ask Scott Disick of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. But if Jimmy Fallon were to have a drinking problem, he would not be the first celebrity in history to like taking substances. In recent times, former NBA star Lamar Odom, Michael Sorrentino of Jersey Shore fame, both discussed their road to recovery. Miley Cyrus and Woody Harrelson both talked about recognizing the need to quit their vices. In fact, Brad Pitt even mentioned how his life is looking up since he quit drinking. It will be interesting to see if the accusations and his addressing them do anything to change the Tonight Show. Will he continue to play drinking games or has that ship sailed? Time will tell. Well, six years have passed since that article. And in those six years, bro, nothing has changed, man. You still hear the rumblings, man. Again, I'm going to use the word allegedly. I don't know. I'm only knowing what I'm reading. But then you read this. This came out three days ago, bro. What was that? Thursday? Thursday. Jimmy Jimmy Fallon is eviscerated, eviscerated by current and former staffers in a Rolling Stone expose. Tonight Show workers characterized the hope as an erratic, bullying mess in his nine years at the helm of the historic late-night franchise. Man, bro, I just can't. Listen, man, I am who I am, guys. Like, I am on here every day. You, You see the real me, man. You see the real me. I don't know how you could go on television every night and just appear to be the nicest, coolest guy in the world, but the people working closest to you absolutely hate your guts. It's 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 wild to me. But let's read this story. The Tonight Show host Jimmy Fallon has been drunk, dismissive, mean, and erratic to the point he drove some staffers to ponder suicide amid a toxic atmosphere. Current and former employees told Rolling Stone 
in an expose published Thursday. In a story with shades of the BuzzFeed news investigation that shattered the image of the Ellen DeGeneres show, Rolling Stone delivered a foul portrait of a man, albeit a talented one, via interviews with the workers who did not identify themselves for the article. That I don't like. That I don't like. If you're going to say something about the man, now I'm sure they got paid to, but if you're going to say something about the man, something this serious, bro, you give your name. You you don't go uh, anonymous. I don't believe in that. Dressing rooms for guests were used as crying rooms for staffers brought to tears by the mercurial host, they said. A revolving door of nine showrunners since 2014. That is a showrunner every year. Illustrated the uncertain atmosphere perpetrated by the host, the staffer said. Nobody told Jimmy no. Everybody walked on A-shells, especially showrunners, a former employee told the magazine. You never knew which Jimmy we were going to get and when he was going to throw a hissy fit. Look how many showrunners went so quickly. We know they didn't last long. The story talk show's tense workplace landed several in therapy, in therapy, prompted one to take meds for the first time and push three to ponder killing themselves, according to those interviews. Well, let me tell you something, bro. Jimmy Fallon or no Jimmy Fallon, I don't care who it is. Nobody should ever drive you to that. I, I I could never say in a million years, you know, Vince McMahon drove me to to that point. Never. Because the bottom line, man, is if I'm that miserable, I'm just leaving. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. I didn't want to live anymore, one ex-employee said. I thought about taking my own life all the time. I knew deep down I would never actually do it, but in my head I'm like, why do I think about this all the time? Well, I could tell you guys, I never thought about taking my own life uh, working for Vince. I told you, bro, I, I got to the point, and it was it, it was wrestling. It wasn't just the WWE. It was the wrestling business. And I've said this before. I got to the point where I... I understood why people kill themselves. I never had suicidal tendencies. I'm not going to come here and tell you guys, yeah, bro, I almost killed myself over wrestling. That would be a lie. But I did understand how people could could just feel so depressed and anxious and hopeless and dark uh, where they could go down that road. Um, so I, I did understand that, but never d- did a Vince or Eric or anybody make me suicidal. I do remember once saying I wanted my life back. I remember saying that, but that was the extent of it. Fallon is denied, denied reports of having a drink, drinking problem, but eight Tonight Show workers told Rolling Stone that his hangovers dictated how a day might go. When something was wrong, we all knew how to behave afterward, which was just short of avoid eye contact and don't make another mistake, one former staffer said. 
Writers said Fallon turned criticism of a bit or a joke into a personal insult like, seriously, do you need help? But when he allegedly berated an employee in front of a studio audience, a former NBC giant even bigger than him stepped in to make him apologize, Jerry Seinfeld. Fallon chewed out a cue card worker during a taping with the sitcom great, and Seinfeld lightly told Fallon to say he was sorry, according to the witness. The exchange did not make it into the show's airing. Man, bro, if you're if you're chewing out a cue card guy, like seriously, man, seriously, ch- check your ego at the door, bro, seriously. It was just really, really sad to me that this really talented man created such a horrible environment for the people there, an ex-worker said. I wish they would have mentioned who they were. I guess they, they, they were afraid of being blackballed in the industry, I guess. The takedown was published amid strikes by writers and actors seeking fair wages and better working conditions from the studios. Public grievances of labor abuse and low wages have become common but not always quite as explosive as this. The Tonight Show has been off the air since early May when the writers hit the picket line first. The PR damage to Fallon, whose jovial celebrity-worshipping persona has led the Tonight Show for nine years, may not be fully measured until it returns. In a statement to Rolling Stone, NBC said it has investigated issues and taken action when needed. It noted it notably failed to mention Fallon. Fallon's reps declined to comment to the outlet, and Huffington Post has independently reached out. Okay, but there's more. This is a Rolling Stone exclusive. Same day, Jimmy Fallon apologizes to Tonight Show staff. After Rolling Stone report. Sorry if I embarrassed you and your family and friends. I feel so bad. I can't even tell you, Fallon reportedly told his employees on an all-hands Zoom. Following an investigation by Rolling Stone into the workplace environment at tonight's show, starring Jimmy Fallon, the talk show host and showrunner Chris Miller addressed employees in a Zoom call on Thursday evening. So this story came out on Thursday, and Fallon's addressing it Thursday night. For a report published Thursday morning, Rolling Stone spoke with two current and 14 former staffers who said that Fallon's erratic behavior and the show's ever-changing leadership teams had fostered an unhealthy work environment. Some employees say their mental health, health was impacted by their alleged experiences, and many employees say they made complaints to HR. Two employees who are in the meeting say Fallon apologized, and he said he did not intend to create that type of atmosphere for the show. Well, bro, if you didn't intend to create that atmosphere and you did, you know, one has to ask, okay, bro, well, then were you under the um, influence of alcohol. I mean, that would be a very, very, very logical question. It's embarrassing, and I feel so bad, the employee said, Fallon said. Sorry if I embarrassed you and your family and friends. 
I feel so bad, I can't even tell you. According to the employees who said domestic from the talk show host felt pretty earnest, Fallon also acknowledged the amount of turnover that tonight's show has had in regard to its showrunners. They say Fallon emphasized the current showrunner. Chris Miller is a great leader and isn't going anywhere. Well, I, I guess time will tell. I want the show to be fun. It should be inclusive to everybody, Fallon said. According to the employees, it should be the best show. Representatives for Fallon and NBC did not immediately return requests for comment. A spokesperson for NBC defended the program in a statement saying, we are incredibly proud of the Tonight Show. Now, they did not say Jimmy Fallon, bro. They did not say Jimmy Fallon. We are incredibly proud of the Tonight Show. And providing a respectful working environment is a top priority. That's very interesting right there, bro. As in any workplace, we have had employees raise issues. There have been, they have been investigated and action has been taken where appropriate. All as is always the case, we encourage employees who feel they have experienced or observed behavior inconsistent with our policies to report their concerns so that we may address them. Representatives for Fallon did not comment on the record. Now, I don't know, bro. Maybe they told him he's got to go to therapy. Um, maybe they gave him a time frame. Who knows? But it's very interesting that they never mentioned him by name. Over the course of reporting this story, Rolling Stone contacted more than 80 Tonight Show employees, both past and present, including the program's nine showrunners since 2014. While many of them praised Fallon's immense talent and comedic gifts, not a single one agreed to speak on the record or had positive things to say about working on The Tonight Show. One NBC employee who does not work for The Tonight Show responded to Rolling Stone's request for an interview. They declined to speak on the phone, saying they're unavailable until next week. But in their email, they said, I love what I do and have been so honored to work with Jimmy since day one of SNL, followed by The Tonight Show. The Tonight Show. What a joyful adventure. After the publication of Rolling Stone's story, an, an anonymous current current employee of the show told People Magazine that Fallon was super communicative and a really, really positive guy. Miller, who did not respond to Rolling Stone's request for comment on the original story about the environment behind the scenes of The Tonight Show, also emailed employees on Tuesday morning. I wanted to make you all aware of an online story that just tit on rollingstone.com that includes past past allegations. Past allegations of inappropriate behavior at the show Miller wrote in the email. While I know the reporter reached out to many of you before the piece ran, I don't believe what's written is reflective of the overall culture of our extraordinary team that I'm so lucky and proud to work with every day. The place described in the article is not the place I know. Still, it's disappointing to see something published that does not capture the positive and inclusive environment I believe we have created together. In the email, Miller also encourages employees to raise any concerns they might have with him, their managers, or HR. 
Well, you know, bro, this was this was more than a dozen people. Um, you know, I, it, it's funny, bro, because seriously, if an investigation was ever conducted about Vince McMahon, and if an investigation was conducted of Vince McMahon, bro, I'm sure there would be not just a dozen uh, people citing, you know, issues and problems they had with Vince and the way the company run, were run. There, there, there would be dozens, bro. There, there would be absolutely dozens. Um, the way the wrestling business, bro, functions is not normal. And, and, and I'm sure television is very, very, very much like that. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of the things, bro, don't come from Vince directly. You know, Vince, Vince, Vince has an inner circle. A lot of that is on them. Uh, there's a lot of things on talent. Um, you know, Kevin Dunn has been accused of a lot of things. You know, with Jimmy Fallon, you know, it, I, I guess it's Jimmy and the showrunner. I mean, I guess that's it. That's that's management, bro. So there's going to be more on, on, uh, hands-on working directly with Jimmy Fallon than Vince McMahon. I will say this, bro. Uh, Vince was always Vince. Uh, Vince did not have a drinking problem, obviously. Vince was very predictable, man. You knew what Vince was going to say, and you knew what Vince was going to do. And like I said, bro, workaholic, absolutely yes. Um, I never, I never respected the fact that Vince put his business before his family. I would never respect anybody doing that. I wouldn't respect myself if I put my job before my family. There's nothing like family, bro. Job is a, a way of, of supporting that family and making money. A job should never become an obsession. I would say that the WWE was an obsession with Vince. And, and I've, I heard that from his own kids. Um, like I said, bro, he, he, he got off on people fearing him and, and believing this folklore that you could not approach him and you could not have a conversation with him, which is not true. Which is not true. I, I think Vince was, you know, when I work with him, I think Vince was very, very approachable. And I think you could have a conversation with him. But I think because of that folklore, people feared him. Bro, there's a there's a Vince Russo folklore. You know the folklore about Vince Russo. And once that becomes a lot of people's reality, they just believe that's the way it is. Um, I know there was a softer, warmer side to Vince. You know, bro, I say this all the time. Vince take Vince took care of all those people that worked for his father. All those people, the you know, the Jay Strong Brobos and you know the 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 Jack Lonzes and the Pattersons and the Briscoe. He took care of all those people, bro. He took care of those people. But on the other side of the coin, I saw him kick people to the curb as well. So, you know, I I I I saw that twofold. But I, you know, I, I don't know, bro. It's it sounds weird for me to say I don't think Vince McMahon had an ego. 
That sounds like pretty weird to me, but I'm talking about when I worked for him. I, I don't know about you know him, him being older. He had a little bit of a chip on his shoulder uh, during our last email exchange. There was definitely a chip on his shoulder because I found it laughable. Um, you know, where he thought he was giving me the greatest opportunity and I should jump on it and I should do this without getting paid the, the honor of proving myself to him, which was laughable to me. But I'm talking about the guy that I actively work for. But getting back to Jimmy Fallon, bro, listen, man, if there is a problem and if it is a substance abuse, um, I, I hope this is a wake up call for Jimmy Fallon. You know, bro, there are people when, when, when you're making a certain amount of money, they get off on seeing you fall flat on your face. I'm not one of those people, bro. I've never been one of those people. I really hope you get the help you need if you do have a problem. So who knows, bro? Maybe this is a wake-up call if there was indeed a problem. But I guess when the writers come back from strike, we will see. Interesting story, bro. Always let me know what you think. Official Vince Russo at gmail.com. Take care, everybody. Thanks for joining me.